Hey, I'm Brad. And I'm Starla. And this is the Fruitful Family Podcast. Where we will talk about faith, family, and farming. So this is our first episode. And so uh, what we hope to do is not shake the camera too much and move the table. Uh, we want to uh, kind of just give an overview of why we're doing this podcast and what we hope to cover. And we hope that our distractions are minimal uh, because we just put our kids to bed. So we're hoping they stay there tonight. So I'm going to start off by asking Starla, because to be honest, this is all her idea. Um, and uh, when she has an idea, I like to make it happen. And so I buy equipment and stuff and execute things. But why don't you share why you wanted to do this podcast? There are multiple reasons that I want to do this podcast. I think one of the primary reasons is to leave a legacy for our children. Why do we do what we do? Really, we're doing what we're doing because we think that the way we're living honors the Lord. And we want to give our children and ourselves the best life that we can, that we think honors God. And we want to share that with you because we have learned a lot of things over the last 11 years of being married that we seven years of homesteading and stuff that we think will be really helpful for other people to hear. And some of it you may know already, and some of it might be new. Okay. So Obviously, our tagline is uh, where we talk things, um, faith, uh, family, and farming. And so we just kind of want to give a brief overview in this first episode here um, about why those things are important to us, why why we want to talk about those things, why where the intersection of all of those things are for us and our family. Um. And so I'll, I'll kick that off with the, now I'm doing this with faith. And if you can see behind us, uh, this is what is remaining of my, mostly my pastoral personal library. Uh, a lot of the books that I have collected over, uh, nearly two decades of pastoral ministry, uh, serving in local churches as uh, initially youth pastor, and then as an executive pastor at a small church, then as a church planter, then going through a church merger. And um, so we definitely have um, that background, but uh, our faith is is the most important thing to us. Mm. Um, and and our hope is that everything that we do is um, that the faith is foundational 
to all of that. And so it, um, it affects the family. Um, it affects for us, the size of our family and everything that goes with that. And it also affects, um, our desire as homesteaders, farmers, and business owners to steward our land and all of our resources. So, uh, we hope to, to discuss, um, different topics related to faith. We might take specific episodes and talk just about a faith issue. Maybe it's something that we're talking about and working through or something our church is going through. Um, though I'm not serving as a pastor of a church, we're members of a local church here in our community. And, um, which, which I have the opportunity to, to do occasional preaching and things like that. Um, but we, we, we want to talk about those things. Um, what about family? Yeah. So there are a lot of different topics we could cover that have to do with our family in particular, how we stay well, how we manage eight children and a homestead and both of us working. So we, we work from home, but we still work. And we do work, I would say, a good bit. Um, so how do we manage with a healthy our dose family? of naps? At least on my part. <laughs> or when I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, but also I think topics that would would include um how we even came to be a family and what that entails for us in particular. Because I think without while honoring our families that we came from, I think we can we can talk about where we came from and how we've arrived at some of the positions that we have for our own family. And that is obviously informed by our faith. Yeah. And then lastly, farming, which is something that we have grown to love um, and we have grown in skill and knowledge over the past, I, I'd say it's about seven years since we kind of started, give or take. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a long, it's been a busy 11 it's years. A, it's been a good, busy 11 years together, which I don't know when we're going to make this podcast live, but we... One week from today of recording this is our 11th anniversary. So, and she still looks at me like that. We love each other. But we have, uh, we have grown, um, in our, just in our desire to farm, to steward land, to do husbandry with animals and, and all of those things that come with that. And, there's a lot of lessons, a lot of mistakes that we've made along the way. Um, mistakes that we still make this far into it, even as full-time homesteaders slash business owners. Um, still making mistakes, still learning, still learning how to work with each other in that capacity as well. And so... <laughs> There are, 
those topics um, that we like to talk about too. Uh, everything from, um, I'd say we probably, in a, maybe not this year because we've taken some time off um, from livestock, but last year between dairy and chickens and cows, we probably raised I, 75, 80% of our own food, I think. Probably. Give I or mean, take. Somewhere around there. I mean, we're still not too far off of that, really. Yeah. So just some of those topics that we want to talk about, too. And we hope that each of those topics will probably touch on all the different areas at the same time, just because it's so there's so much a part of our life that if we have an episode dedicated to family, we're going to talk about our faith. Uh, we're going to talk about... Um, how we have a family and a farm and what that looks like and why you should too it's not for everybody but it is for our family it's absolutely one of the best decisions we've ever made together absolutely uh regardless of how hasty it, <laughs> it wasn't hasty it was a long time in coming by the time we actually by the time here. we got to it. Yeah. So that's a good segue into sharing our story. So I'll start. Go for it. Brad and I met on match.com 12 years ago and we quickly fell in love. We don't get any royalties for plugging match.com. Yeah. I'm not sure we would be able to meet on match.com today, but we did then. It was the sovereign hand of God. I was not walking with the Lord faithfully at that point. Um, and God used Brad to bring me back to himself and to a vibrant and robust reformed faith. Um, it took me a few hard conversations and listening to some good, solid, theologically solid uh, podcasts to and also sitting under faithful preaching to come back to uh, a faithful uh, and theologically sound relationship with God. Uh, and then... It was systematic theology. It was. I listened to Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology podcast. I, I had veered into deep liberalism, and I had a a dash of new age theology thrown in there too. And um, I had really let go of the atonement, the idea that Jesus's death on the cross is salvific and, and even necessary. Right. And can you really be a Christian if you let go of that? I would say no. So God in his sovereignty and goodness didn't allow me to die during that time because I, I, became a Christian when I was 14. Um, and I did walk through rebellion for sure for a season. Um, and so God was kind to draw me back to himself using my husband primarily to do that before we got married. Um, and then we, we got married after 11 months of knowing each other. And At the time, so Starla had uprooted. She was living in Eastern Kentucky when we met. So we started, not only did we start online, we started long distance for the first three or so months. 
she uprooted and moves uh, to my city um, kind of just three months in and it was kind of a, a Hail Mary, I guess. I don't, it was, it was, a, either, it was either go back with your parents or, or move here and mm-hmm. see where this goes. And um, it worked. <laughs> it worked out by God's grace. Um, but I was, uh, I was law enforcement at the time. And um, we had both gone through divorces. And so uh, we were in an interesting position approaching 30. I was 30. She was approaching 30. And uh, it was kind of a, a no games courtship, if you can call it that. Definitely. On our first date, he said, hey, I want to get married again. I want to have children. So if you're just looking for a fun time, which honestly I was, that was what I was looking for. He said, we'll have fun tonight. And that's it. And I had already fallen in love with him pretty much. So I decided, I guess I'm going to be in a relationship and I am eternally thankful to God. He saved me from so much heartache by giving me Brad. And we both have not looked back since. Mm. So we got married after a 10 month courtship and we knew 11. we 11 months, 11 months. Okay. Yeah. And we knew we wanted. my mind's fuzzy. We knew we wanted to have children. Uh, and so I was disappointed that I didn't get pregnant on our honeymoon, but the next month after that, I did get pregnant. And I think there's maybe that could be a conversation for another podcast um, because I had been on birth control previously and I went off it before we got married, but I really thought I would struggle with infertility just because so many people in, in our generation have. And I think birth control has at least contributed to that, but the Lord was kind and we got pregnant quickly and then we just kept getting pregnant. <laughs> and and before you guys start commenting, we know what causes it. We're very aware of what causes that. Um, it's not mixing our laundry together or swimming in the same pool. Maybe we'll have a separate episode just for that. Maybe not. We don't want to get flagged. But we get, I mean, we get asked that question all the time. And, and so as a big family, right, with eight kids, you know, um, we have, uh, we, we live out in the, in the country now, but before we used to live in a downtown area and there was a walking bridge that, uh, connected our city in Southern Indiana to Louisville, Kentucky. And it was pretty easy for us to, you know, just shoot down to the bridge on a, on a pretty night, go for a walk on the bridge with all of our kids. We didn't have all of the kids at the time. We only, we've had three kids since we've lived here. Yeah, we only have five kids at the time. And, you know, we get all the questions. Are they all yours? You've got your hands full. What you else? What causes that? You know right? what causes that? And I tried to be witty, but it just doesn't come across as. And I think some people mean it to, you know, they're they're trying to be encouraging sometimes. But then some people genuinely have looked at our family, especially now we have even more than that and and they're just genuinely stumped 
at how we could have so many children, especially I think at this time in history. Or why? Why would we have so many kids? Don't you realize what a burden they are? Don't you realize how expensive they are? I, I think it kind of oozes out of them when they say. You guys must be independently wealthy. No. And I'm sure that we will <laughs> talk about this on other episodes, but really we have come to realize that children are a gift from mm-hmm. the Lord and they are enjoyable and they are cute and sweet and so hard daily at different points, but so worth any sacrifice you have to make. And without going into all the details, I mean, this is not necessarily a conviction that we've always had. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've, we've had the doctor's appointments and um, decided before we even got to the parking lot that this was not what we needed to do. This was not the thing for us. And I believe since that doctor's appointment, we've had four, mm-hmm. four kids, I believe. All of them at home. And the all four, of those have been. Four after the consultation. All of those have been home births. So uh, just a blessing. Um, we joke about it all the time. The kids know, you know, mommy, how many kids did you want to have when you were a kid? Like when everyone asks you how many kids you want to have when you're a grown up, what would you say? Maybe three or four. Yeah. My answer was as many as the Lord would allow me to provide for, which meant sounded great. But I meant two. I wanted two kids because I thought that that's all I could provide for. Uh, especially as a as a young guy pursuing ministry, assuming that I wasn't going to make a lot of money. And um, I'm so glad I was wrong. So that's a lot. Just just getting to kids and family. Well, how about how about farming? Farming, yeah. So. I think it was around kid number three, maybe kid number three was a baby and I, we had decided not to do anything to prevent more pregnancies. And I really wanted meat that was grass fed, that wasn't ridiculously expensive. And I just thought hunting was cool. So masculine. And I really encouraged Brad to hunt and I'd asked him to do it a few times. He used to be a police officer. So I knew he could shoot an animal if he got close enough to it. Uh, he just was really hesitant to and, learn to hunt. In my mind, sitting 15 to 20 feet up in the air during freezing weather, not moving at the hopes that an animal might walk by and possibly shoot it did not seem fun to me. It just wasn't. It wasn't entertaining to me at all. And um, so when we were planting our church, um, we were having a neighborhood lunch at my mom's house and one of her neighbors came and he was, um, he was an older guy who his wife wasn't a hundred percent on board with him going into the woods by himself anymore. And so he was kind of not actively looking for a hunting buddy, but open to the idea. And I showed up late to this, this community meal. Do you remember that? 
I do kind of. I guess I'm the one that said... And by the time I showed up to the meal, I was going hunting with this guy. And I had no, no clue. And um, I'll remember. It was, I don't... It was January 1st. It was the last day of deer season. Mm. That season. And I shot my first deer. With my 12-gauge shotgun. I was shaking. I learned how to field dress that day. I learned how heavy a deer body was. And then I learned how to process a deer, like an entire deer. We didn't take it to a processor. He he showed me how to field dress. He showed me how to process, get all the meat, um, the best cuts, and all of that stuff just in in a matter of weeks after shooting that first deer. And even, I think it was even that night when I came home from the field and we had taken like the tenderloin. I think we'd taken the tenderloin out of the deer that day. And I, we cooked it that night and I was hooked. Like that was, so hunting was my gateway, my gateway drug to all things farming. And from there it was, it was like an obsession. It did. He had a chicken problem for a while. He kept buying chickens. <laughs> so when we lived in Jeffersonville, the city had lifted their farm animal restrictions for a time because they were rewriting their laws. And so we could basically have as many and almost anything as we wanted. And boy, did we. And we did have a lot. And so we, at one point we had meat rabbits and a whole bunch of chickens some meat chickens and a few goats and a beehive at one time and a beehive and a small garden with some fruit trees and On a, less than a quarter acre this was a quarter acre property that included our 1200 square foot house mm -hmm. so not a lot of space to work with and you know i was milking a goat <laughs> once a day and we were butchering chickens and getting a couple dozen eggs a day and our neighbors loved us all but one so that's a good segue <laughs> to moving so we really we felt like well brad really wanted to move to the country and i just wasn't quite ready yet but the there more, was the more time I spent in the woods hunting, the more time I spent driving around the woods and I would find myself just watching tree lines, looking for deer. And I started reading Joel Salatin books and we discovered Justin Rhodes mm -hmm. on YouTube and all these things just started like firing in my brain and clicking and, and I got to scheming. And go ahead. So I, I wasn't quite ready to move to the country yet, but there was, after an argument that we had one night, I felt very strongly that the Lord wanted me to stop getting in the way of moving to the country that I needed to submit to, to Brad and that that would be good for our family. And so um, we started seriously looking for properties and the Lord provided kindly 
for us to move to the country. And we are so thankful that it happened when it did. We moved in 2019. April of 2019 is when we moved. And so here on our farm, uh, we call Walker Family Homestead here in Southern Indiana. Um, we have, um, we've since built a commercial kitchen um, for our elderberry business, Abby's Elderberry. And um, so we moved here. If we had waited six months to find this place, it may have been worth, I mean, the price would have exponentially increased. Um, and even, even finding this place, the, the house had two contracts on it mm-hmm. before we got to it. And um, both of them fell through within a 10 day window. There was a contract an accepted contract and uh, like a secondary backup contract. And both of them fell through in 10 days. And so um, what a provision, what a blessing for us that, that we found this place. We have cleared land. We've since put fences and built pastures. Um, and then we have wooded acreage in the back that allows us to hunt. We've gotten wild turkey back there. We've got uh, obviously deer back there. Um, me and our 10-year-old son, one of his first hunting trips. Remember when we brought back? We didn't see any deer. Is that the groundhog? We brought back a groundhog. We saw a groundhog. Put it in the smoker and it was pretty stinking delicious. It was good. So we moved right before COVID hit. And with as many children as we had, with all that surrounded COVID, especially in our area, everything Mm. that was going on, it just would have been a time rife with anxiety. There was a lot more going on in the community at that time too, besides COVID. So it it really was such a blessing and the Lord's provision and timing that we moved when we did. So we've been here four years now and um, we've almost moved once a couple months ago. We, we had an accepted offer on an Amish farm about 15 miles from us and just as quickly as it as it happened it fell apart um which also is just is the lord's kindness and provision for us and so um we are happy and content where we are and uh hope to have many more years here so i mean that's a that's just a brief snapshot of of our story um we have uh, several ideas, um, like 30-something ideas of episodes of where we want to take this, and there's some alternating uh, topics between faith, family, and farming. But we would like to know what you would like to hear. Uh, so in the comments, uh, if there is something you'd be interested in hearing um, revolving around either of those three topics... Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, leave a comment and uh, we'd, we'd be happy to consider addressing those things. Any parting words that you have? 
Just looking forward to sharing lots of things that we've learned over the years with you all. We hope that you'll like our page, subscribe, you'll get automatic updates. Uh, we will put um, links uh, in the notes where you can find our businesses um, and also a couple other things that we um, we love and we support. And uh, we hope that you'll take advantage of those things as well. Uh, but thanks for tuning in to episode one and here's to episode two.